Oh, yes. Just to give you the, the opportunity to shake something <laughs> before we begin the program in earnest, that was the Soweto String Quartet with Millennia. It's from their 2008 music video that was filmed in Johannesburg. This is Lead Stories. I'm Matrice Lead, and welcome to Free Your Mind Friday. That's what today is. So some may ask, what is Free Your Mind Friday? Well, we kind of change format a little bit, tiny bit, and it is a free, um, open format, and the purpose of it is to express your opinions about something that is important or you feel is important and give your reasons. You're making arguments. you you justifying your position on some issue or another. And this is to get us ready for combat. We will be, it's inevitable that we will be uh, taking on forces and delivering a different point of view in the arena of public discussion and debate. But you got to know how to do that. And you have to get used to it. And you, you have to feel confident in your skills, not just of uh, responding to someone else's point of view, but making clear what your position is and why, why you arrived at that or how you arrived at your uh, position. Okay, so that's what it is. Free Your Mind Friday, training ourselves to take on the opposition. And, of course, it's not just for the opposition. It's, it's a good discipline to get your mind in gear so that you know where you're headed in any given argument. You kind of have a sense of where you ought to be going and what you will be offering for consideration and to buttress your point of view. This is what makes uh, people effective when they debate. Okay. So 888-874-4888 is the number to call. And let's get started as quickly as possible. And we get the show on the road, so to speak. 888-874-4888. It is vitally important before you even get on the air that you have an opinion. Don't just get on the air to just you know, wander from pillar to post. No. You have an objective. There's something that you intend to present, uh, both as a, an analysis of a point of view that is out there that you have a particular difference with, and uh, then you proceed to tell us what your difference is and how you make your case to shore up your argument. 
eight. Um, and we start off with Harvey from Berkeley. Hello, Harvey. It's been a while. Yeah, well, hello, fabulous Utrice, and uh, yep. <laughs> I love I love your show, and and uh, I'm here to uh, say because several members of the Supreme Court have chosen to support the fossil fuel industry, who are giving our Mother Earth a fever by raising our planet's temperature. The World Meteorological uh, Organization recently declared that 2021 was one of the hottest years. Uh, on our planet since record uh, since records have begun uh, record savings have begun it's time we took direct action by increasing our collective move towards a renewable energy environment it turns out that we the people have the power to make the change away from the burning of coal oil methane as well as dangerous nuclear energy towards a more sustainable and renewable energy future by investing in solar wind wave geothermal, as well as solid-state technologies like piezoelectric, which is pressure to electricity, and thermoelectric, which turns heat directly into electricity. Uh, by divesting our, our investments away from greenhouse gas-producing fossil fuel companies and reinvesting our money in clean, uh, renewable energy technologies, we can change our world and save our planet from a devastating devastatingly hot future. The good news is that once manufactured and installed, solar panels emit no greenhouse gases, use no water except for an occasional cleaning, have no moving parts, make no noise, and are virtually maintenance-free and are easily recycled. Furthermore, photovoltaic panels won't suffer the potential of a Fukushima-like nuclear meltdown over their estimated 20 to 25-year warranted lifetime. It's time to make the change away from earth-damaging fossil fuels towards a renewable energy future. And we, the people, have the power to get the job done. It's time to get star-powered. Let's get solar. And I want to thank you for uh, letting me express my feelings today. Thank you, Harvey, uh, because you usually bring a great depth and vision to what you say and especially in this area of uh, the environment and energy. Thank you so much for contributing today. Thank you. Jeremiah from Harlem, how are you doing? You're on the air. Hi, Therese. How are you today? I'm hanging in. How about you? Oh, I'm doing well. I hope it's not too noisy out here. I'm in Harlem outdoors. Uh, headed out to the park to get some exercise with my son. But um, I'm just kind of in shock. And I know I'll sound redundant, even though I say I'm in shock. I want to talk about something that I've talked about repeatedly on your program. But I just found myself a few days ago re-shocked or just I wiped away the sort of dulling down and the dumbing down effect of the society. And I realized, wait a second, I cannot believe that we live in a country where the president of the United States got on television and whispered like some sort of demon, get vaccinated, get vaccinated, like he's some sort of horror movie character. I can't believe that he said that, and I can't believe that the, I can't believe the underreaction to that weird behavior the man has no medical training whatsoever, no background in health or medicine. 
he's not doing that well himself, apparently. And he has no plan for the infrastructure of this country. He has no plan for improving education in this country. As a matter of fact, as crime is going up, they're going to slash the New York City education budget yet again. So with no plan about anything that society consists of, he mandated dangerous experimental drugs. And now the next part of the thing is we're observing that these dangerous experimental drugs are harming people at an inordinate rate. People are experiencing heart conditions. They're experiencing thrombosis, which is the permeating of the blood-brain barrier. They're experiencing blood clots. We're seeing all sorts of alarming side effects from these dangerous mRNA injections. So what was the follow-up to that? Let's inject infant babies with this. And they're the least prone to this COVID disease, which does target the elderly, basically. It's a disease that, that the older you are, the more susceptible you are, which I guess is true of all disease, but it's particularly true in this case because it's a sort of more injured and tired um, respiratory apparatus of an older person is a lot more vulnerable than than the respiratory apparatus of a younger person. But I, I just cannot believe it. I found myself just a few days ago saying, wait a second, I can't believe that, one, this has occurred, and, two, I can't believe the underreaction to such a horrific thing. The president of the country telling the entire country to go and poison yourself. And why this is not being discussed more seriously or why it's only being discussed, I should say, by a relatively small percentage of activists is astonishing to me and unacceptable and bizarre. All right. Thank you very much for calling in and contributing today. 888-874-4888. You want to have today, this is the what we call to do today, is to render an opinion about something that you deem to be very, very important. And with which uh, I, I would say that you, the, 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 the thought process that is out there is not conducive to achieving the goals that it says it wants to achieve. The, the administration says it wants to achieve. So we're interested in what your view is. What is your solution? What is your uh, analysis of it? And why do you either agree or disagree with a policy that is to be enacted or that is already in progress? 888-874-4888. Things are shaping up um, and quite disturbingly. Um, and we are also looking at the how this situation with Donald Trump will turn out. Is it going to be a more direct confrontation with Trump? Are we going to see Trump called to testify and to explain certain things that uh, really need explaining? Um, and then, of course, after this parade of or, or 
would-be parade of witnesses before the January 6th commission, or committee, sorry, then will come the outcome of it. And who knows what that would be. Um, the question still is, do they have, they have subpoena power, but do they have the power to indict? Do they have the power to cause uh, people to be called before the court? Uh, we don't know how this is going to go. But that aside, we have a whole bunch of other issues brewing, and surely you have taken note of them. Give us an idea of which ones you have been observing and which you have some concerns about. 888-874-4888. This is your time. This is your space. And this is your opportunity to give voice to an opinion about something that you think we should all be concerned about and uh, which you have particular um, concerns about, criticisms about, tell us what they are. You know, I'm amazed, <laughs> I have to say, people all over the country are looking for a place to express themselves without you know, having to go through a process of uh, cleansing their thoughts. No. Say what you have to say. Of course, not be irresponsible, but you say what you have to say, and you give us food for thought. But this is your space. And people are reluctant. They're very, I don't know, they're reticent for... For no reason, I don't think there's a reason, except that they don't want to be heard publicly. Well, that's the whole point, isn't it? Here you have an opportunity. The whole program is about your opinion, what you're thinking, what you believe, what you want. And it's like pushing molasses uphill in winter with a rake to get people to take advantage of an opportunity. E from Edgewater, you're on the air. Good afternoon, Yatrice. Good afternoon. Just getting hit with a big storm right now. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, you know, the sky opens up. Uh, I wanted to uh, express my opinion about the fact that I think that Liz Cheney has a, a very strong bias against Donald Trump and she should be disqualified from uh, being in charge of this committee because uh, it was a known thing that when uh, the next Republican, when her father was uh, convicted of the war crimes and he's supposed to be in prison, he chose to go to New Zealand to live and be a fugitive of the law. So uh, it was said that when the next Republican president was going to com come in, they were going to pardon her father, Dick Cheney, and then he'd be able to move back to the United States. But Donald Trump, when he became president, decided that he didn't want to do that. 
because he felt uh, Dick Cheney, you know, caused a lot of deaths in this world and he didn't feel he should be pardoning him. So I'm sure that Liz Cheney is very upset about that. And it's also a known fact that when he wants to visit his daughters here in the United States, he commandeers a whole commercial jetliner for himself because he's got hundreds of millions of dollars. And uh, he just flies in and, and visits with his daughters. And they, since Liz Cheney's a congresswoman, she should know the law that he's uh, breaking, violating the law. He's a, he's a fugitive on the run. And she's harboring a criminal when she allows him to come and visit with her and her sister. And they should know that. And I think that should disqualify her from even being a congresswoman if she's knowingly breaking the law by having her father come here and visit with her. But uh, I don't think many people are aware of these things. And I wouldn't have found out if it wasn't uh, for the Internet, you know, that he was coming into the country like that. Because there's people out there watching what's going on with him. And... uh, he feels he's exempt to the law, you know? Well, well you said something that I don't think is accurate. You said that he, she, Miss Cheney, is in charge of this commission, this uh, committee. committee. Right. Uh, but, but she's not. She is, um, what is his name? Oh, my God. It just went right out of my head. But he is the chairman of the committee, and she is um, second in command, if you will, of the committee. So she's not in charge. All right. Um, It doesn't matter that much. She's still part of the committee, and she's pointing out what somebody else did wrong, but she's not pointing out what she's doing wrong by meeting with her father anytime he wants to come in here. This is going to be going on for 10 years. Use use your common sense. This is her father. Is she going to publicly uh, say you're not supposed to be here? Well, if she doesn't want to do that, then she should disqualify herself as being a public representative for the people because we don't why? want lawbreakers why? to be well, making why? our lords. Because she's Donald Trump the law. has a, a whole raft of uh, unfinished business with the courts. Everything right. from, from uh, you know, over-inflating and questions about the actual value of properties he owns to sexual assault. But he's still, he was still president. Do you want to call it that? No, no I don't want to call it that. It, that is what it was and still is. Well, he's been under investigation about this and about that. And, you know, it really wasn't any kind of presidency. And I, I, still, I still think that Liz Cheney should be more aware of the law and she shouldn't be uh, allowed to but be But what is the law? You know, just what because we don't like say, somebody. As you say, it, please because, define the law that you're referring to. If she knows a person's supposed to be in prison in the United States if they're here. And How does she know a, that he's supposed to be in prison? 
How do you know he's supposed to be in prison? Because he was convicted of war crimes along with George Bush Jr. And he got off because he was president. But Dick Cheney didn't get off because he's vice president. He has to serve time in prison. So he ran to New Zealand and he lives there for the last 10 years now. But when he okay, wants so, to come here, he, he's breaking the law by coming into the country. But and, I don't not, understand why you keep saying he's breaking the law. He's not breaking right. the law. If he was breaking the law, he certainly would have been arrested. But no, he has not been arrested. Secret, so it means he, that there are legal issues still to be decided on in his case. With regarding, I mean, regarding some of these issues that have not been decided, he still seems right. to. But he was. But he, has, but he was he counting on. He was counting on getting a pardon from Donald Trump, and that didn't happen. So that means that that Liz Cheney should be disqualified for having a bias. And I don't think that we should start judging people on. Uh, on how we feel about them personally. You know, everybody has the right to due process, and I believe in fairness. No matter who it is, or a serial killer or whatever, they have a right. We have a system here. Because if we're throwing away his rights, then it's going to come back on us, and our rights are going to be violated, and we're not going to like it, you know? And that's what this whole thing is all about. And we should start well, people to say the understand same, people that. People say the same thing about Trump. I am saying about exactly the same thing about Trump. How is it that Donald Trump is still walking around as a free man? How is it that the Clintons are still walking around and they don't even get investigated? At least they're investigating Trump on all his things through the whole four years of his president. The Clintons, they just run around and have fun. And you remember how you how much you wanted to get the Clintons with Ch- Charles Hotel coming on twenty times, telling us all about the bad things they've done, and that was yes. all out the door because Donald Trump arrived on the scene, and now that's all we care about. We got tunnel vision over Donald Trump, and everybody else is free to do whatever they want. And that's why I'm bringing up the point about Liz Cheney. She's breaking the law, and she should be in prison herself. All right, now I'm going to ask you to be more definitive. She's breaking the law. What is the law that she's breaking? Harboring a criminal. Harboring a convicted criminal. He's been convicted of war crimes. He's supposed to be serving a sentence in prison in the United States. But instead, he's 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 a fugitive on the run and lives in New Zealand. So when he comes into this country, he's doing it illegally. And if Liz Cheney should know the law and she's willingly meeting with him in this country, then she's breaking the law also. Shouldn't Biden know the law, too? Shouldn't all of Congress know the law? Of course. Shouldn't the Department of Justice know the law? And greet him as he lands on whichever airstrip he lands on and arrest him there? Oh, well, how would they know that uh, information in, in advance? Because airlines are supposed to file flight plans. 
you have okay. to file a flight plan, plan. Who's on board and where are you going? Where do you intend to land? But if he does please it in don't secret. Just, please don't just come in to a country. No country just allows that. You have right. to have a flight he, plan. And you have to declare who you are, what it is you come in to do, where you intend to land. Okay. So it seems so it seems to me I, I the information the information that I have that I have gleaned from the internet was that he commandeers a whole commercial liner to make it look like it's a regular thing. And then he has it land secretly in some place that's not, nobody knows. And then he was confronted by these whistleblower people of why he's in the country here. But, you know, he escapes and goes into the limousine that's waiting for him. And they scurry him away. This man has a great so says, deal of power. That, no, Dick Cheney not, for 40 years, 40 years. He's not all, he's not all powerful. It means that somebody is not on top of the job they're supposed to be doing. Because if you say, okay, it's not Cheney, let's say you have a really reprehensible person. And you mean coming in and out of the United States this often and nobody knows or nobody cares to know why you're coming in if you are supposed to be arrested upon uh, you know, landing. They're supposed to arrest him. Why is that not happening? Right. So you can't just lop it at Liz Cheney. It's It takes well, a whole the point, the, circle, just like Trump. It takes a whole bunch of folks acting in concert with each other to get a particular uh, issue Resolved or done. It takes a whole bunch of people. So it's not just Liz Cheney. That's her dad. I understand that, Yatrice. But let's say you got uh, accused of something and, and you are, and, and the person they said that you hurt, one of his, his or her relatives is on the jury. Would, would you like that to, to be uh, the way it is? The that, idea that is person not that. A person likes mm -hmm. or doesn't like. There is a structure and there are rules and people are supposed to confront the, 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 the structure of the rules for the failure to do what it is they were supposed to be doing. But you can't say Liz Cheney. I mean, use your common sense. This is a father. Is she going to personally confront him as he lands at the airport and say, uh, you're under arrest. I can't meet or talk with you. I mean, come on. It means Obviously, that there is somebody. It means it. that there is a system. And in the system, there are people with extraordinary influence who are allowing things to happen that are not supposed to happen. It's like Donald Trump. Why is this man walking around as if he doesn't have to answer to sex charges? 
because that's all alleged stuff. That's one person. No, 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 no. It's quite. It's quite. There's no, there's no video of this. There's no proof of showing that any of this happened. It's just hearsay. Which which video did you expect would exist of a woman who was just trying on some clothes at a, a store, and he pounces on her and sexually assaults her? Where do you yes, expect but to you're have ass- video yes, of Yes, but you're assuming that that's the truth, and it might not be the truth. Then, till there's a trial, well, and a person way. is innocent and, and, until proven guilty. That's the system fine. we have here, and, that's and we not can't the, make exceptions yes, I, 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 just don't, because don't we don't want You don't need to educate me about the system. I understand it very well. Here's the thing. She was not the only one who made such a charge against him. And it was a judge who vacated his, uh, or just dismissed his objection to being charged with this crime. A judge did that in Manhattan. So it is not like he's an innocent and people are just piling on the charges because he is the victim of the day. No. So the, the, what this should raise in your mind is, is Dick Cheney still being protected by a structure within the U.S. government? Who constitutes that structure? And what should happen now? That's the question. That's, it's not about uh, Liz Cheney and she allows her father. She, look, that's her father. But she's not in charge of that. Somebody's in charge of that. Who is that person? Which agency, from which agency is that person functioning? And why is Cheney allowed to come even if he is a, as, even as a, a, I'm assuming, I don't know, if he was indicted or charged with any crime or put under strenuous um, restrictions? as to where he can go, if he can even come into the country, I don't know. But you can't say it's Liz Cheney's fault just because she's his daughter. It's like saying Ivanka Trump is Trump's daughter. She is responsible for everything wrong that he has done. How about that? Does that make sense? No. So we we have to have a little bit more clarity here. If indeed Dick Cheney comes in and leaves or gets out of the country at will without interference, Liz Cheney is hardly the one to blame for that. Somebody, however, is to be uh, investigated because it it falls under the the purview of an agency that has, one presumes, specific instructions with regard to Cheney and his comings and goings in and out of the United States. Don't saddle this, uh, don't saddle Liz Cheney with this. 
This is not her fault, I don't think. Thank you. Uh, Peter from upstate New York, you're on the air. Hello, Peter? Yeah, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Oh, good. I wanted to talk about the Ukrainian uh, situation. The uh, U.S. military is heavily involved in Ukraine, and it has been from the beginning. And, in fact, the U.S. military and NATO have been supporting Ukraine in their war against the uh, separatist provinces for the past eight years and have killed a... Uh, Just a minute, just a minute. According to... You said it's According to various uh, um, news items that I've seen on the web, for the most part, my sources are not mainstream media. Okay, but um, I'm trying to get across to you that when you're making a statement like that, as if you have um, authenticated proof, and okay, I've heard. Don't know from, where you're getting. Uh, yeah, I've heard from where you're Max, getting your information from. I've, I've heard it from Max Blumenthal, for one, and also from Alexander McCurris, who is a commentator out of, uh, out of Great Britain. He's originally a Greek and uh, transplanted to Great Britain, and uh, he seems to me to be a, ter- uh, a very uh, insightful analyst of what's been happening, and he uh, is aware of uh, financial doings and uh, military. And um, so Okay, well, anyway. what I'm trying to get across to you is that you stated something as if you know it to be true and fact. When you're presenting something that uh, is, in your view, credible, you must train yourself to say where you got your information from. Okay, well, from Alexander McCurris and from um, Max Blumenthal would be two sources. Okay. So, so uh, Alexander McCurris um, cited a really pretty disturbing article that was published by Alex Vershinen, who is a military analyst working for the uh, British government, and um, the article is called The Return of Industrial Warfare. It was written June 17 of this year, and he analyzes uh, what he calls the arsenal of democracy and who, for that matter, is which nations are capable of uh, supplying sufficient military munitions for the war. And he says, of course, we all know that certainly Ukraine is not capable of it. And uh, also NATO is not capable of it. And his analysis, lo and behold, reveals that even the U.S. is not capable of resupplying Ukrainian forces in this war. And uh, uh, Russia apparently has only an expeditionary force in in Ukraine of 200,000 military, whereas the military of uh, Ukraine was counted at one point as something like 600,000. But the Ukraine can in no way match the um, 
the deep um, reserves of artillery and military weapons that Russia is revealing that it has and has been uh, bombarding Ukraine with. And uh, he says that... um, Okay, rather than explain the entire article, tell us what... You're saying I shouldn't explain the whole article? What what is it? What you're extracting from it to make your point. Right, right, right. So uh, he says that uh, uh, Great Britain uh, would, uh, if it had to resupply uh, Ukraine uh, at the rates that Russia is expanding military munitions, they'd run out of uh, uh, their stockpiles in something like five days. And if the U.S. had to do the same, it would run out of munitions in um, uh, two to three weeks. So I thought this would be an earth-shattering article, and um, I've not heard it repeated by anybody anywhere else, but it is on the web, and this person works for – this Alex Vershinen works for uh, a uh, military consulting firm connected with the British government. Okay, so, so you told us, uh, you explained right. the sources, that's great, you did a good job there, and you gave us the architecture of your argument. But yes. what is your argument? If it's not any okay. of these nations that might be capable of doing some of this, then then. Which nation is involved, or what entity is involved? Oh, well, that was not the main uh, intended point of what I'm saying. But the um, pretty close to what I intend to say is that, um, or that Russia, Russia's military expenditures and budget is one-tenth of the U.S., and yet it is proving that it is capable of outproducing munitions for this ongoing Ukrainian war, far exceeding any capability that uh, England or NATO or the U.S. have when the U.S. is spending ten times more on its military. So... um, one conclusion that I certainly have been making is that this points out this the massive corruption of the U.S. military, industrial, congressional, uh, mainstream media complex that we are immersed in in this country. And uh, well, you I, should put a little word in there called the possible. Possible. Is it possible? That this is what is what what are you looking at? So I, you can't be accused of making a statement without uh, evidence. Uh, well, you understand this, what I'm saying? This is what it, I have observed based on what I have been. Yes, you know, I think consuming. it's a very good observation. However, you don't have definitive facts either. So. Yeah, but you may who want defined? to frame this. You may want to frame it as a question: Why is this 
how is this to uh, how is it so who defines what, what are defendable facts i mean we're we are constantly in this country and this is my opinion but based on observation being uh, bombarded by nonstop propaganda from the mainstream media and in fact when it used to be the case that it was against u.s law for the cia to propagandize within the u.s borders that law was revoked in 2012 when somebody pointed out that it was it was a little bit inconvenient because the u.s could not propagandize cuba well without that propaganda being bounced back into Florida. So they they finessed that problem just by revoking that law. So it's not illegal for the CIA to propagandize all mainstream media in this country. Yes, you're making these statements, but you're not committing yourself. Committing? I'm committing. I'm committed. No, you're not committing yourself to a definitive, from your perspective, even. Uh, yeah, what it okay, is that you, you are drawing a conclusion of? What is your yeah, conclusion? The, or what is it that you, the question that you're raising in your own mind? Um, that um, we're being inundated by propaganda that prevents us from mm. seeing the larger picture on what has been happening in uh, Ukraine. And in fact, uh, what the Biden administration is is using as a pretext to feed uh, humongous sums of money to the military-industrial complex in the future. They will be the ones, of course, tasked with uh, resupplying U.S. military weapons, which Biden has uh, evidently depleted significantly. By his well, Peter, I got to tell you this. You're winning me over. Oh, good. Thank you. (laughs) You see, but you you have to uh, when you aggregate your information. Let's say you what you're doing is making a case. But we, listening to you, want to hear the plausibility of it. Yes. And finally, you you got to it. Oh, good. This is Thank plausible. You. Let so, me uh, refer you to this article. It's called The Return of Industrial Warfare. It's by Alex Vershinen. How do you spell the last name? His last name is uh, V-E-R-S-H-I-N-I-N. And also Alexander McCurris. And he... Uh, supplies about a weekly um, commentary on commentaries on what's happening with Russia, China, uh, Europe, and with Ukraine. Um, and his, the particular um, video that that steered me to, toward uh, Vershinan's article is the title of it is "The Day of Disaster for Ukraine in Donbass." U.K. military think tank confirms U.S. unable to rearm Ukraine. And it came well, out about I wonder, two I wonder weeks ago. Because what you 
started to do was a very complex job. It still is in unraveling the components of the, because the, it, this is an issue with many components. But you have to get a little bit more masterful at tying them together so right. you make a logical case for further examination. People would say, ah, that, that, that is interesting. Mm-hmm. I, would like, I would like to do some more reading on that. Oh, but you did a yes. good job, very good job oh, today. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks for that. Bye-bye. Sure. Positive from Brooklyn. You're on the air. Yes. Good afternoon, Matrice. Do I not get a welcome like you gave Harvey? Do I not get a welcome like you gave Harvey? I'm sorry? I said, do I not get a welcome like you gave Harvey? Am I welcome like that? I would hope so. First of all, the... the, um, the audio on your end is is really bad. Okay, I'll say. Can you speak directly into your phone? I said, I, do I not, what I said is, do I not get or receive a welcome like you gave Harvey? Can you hear me? No. No, you didn't. No, I didn't. What you're saying, you, you responded to what I, what I said, my question, or you can't hear me? Do you want to fight or do you call to, to start a fight? I happen to know Harvey as a person who has been calling this program for a long time. You haven't. So I feel uh, a connection to Harvey that I don't feel with you yet because I have a longer relationship with Harvey than I do with you. Okay. This is not about okay. does a person get this and if does a person you don't give me a welcome like you did, Harvey. That's silly infantile stuff. Now let's move okay. on to why you, you call. You treat. You treat. First of all, you treat. First of all, talking like that to me. I'm grown man in my sixties. You're talking like me like I'm a child. Secondly, I don't call no. them, I don't call them excuse me. I don't call them stations to fight anyone. Just take, just end this I don't call, call them to fight. Just end this call. We moving on. I'm not going to be harangued by you. Not not at all. Ed from Queens, you're on the air. Okay, we lost Ed. 888-874-4888. This this is very troubling. That grown people. Oh, I don't get a welcome like you gave him. No, you don't. I don't know you that long. I don't know you that well. He's been calling this program for quite some time, Harvey. So I feel I've never met him. I've never seen him. I have no idea what he looks like. But he has been consistent in his offerings on this program. And he clearly prepares what he has to say. It's not it's not just off the cuff. Secondly... You're way out of line. You're way out of line. And for someone with the name positive, you're rather negative. And I don't tolerate that. You start off as if you want to fight. I'm not into the fighting thing. <laughs> it doesn't, 
it does nothing for me. So I avoid fights. Um, and secondly, it is very rude of you to presume that you can abuse the privilege you have of having access to a radio program that can reach a whole bunch of people that you in your own world cannot reach and presume to demonstrate also that you are in charge. You, the man, are in charge of this woman who's out of line. Get out of here. Get out of here. I've told people before, I was raised in a household with eight men. Eight. Including my father and my seven brothers. I don't put up with stuff. And you're out of line. That's what you need to understand. You're out of line. I don't like that because that's not the spirit that we gather on this program. That's not the spirit we gather in, in on this program. You want to fight, you go wherever you typically go to get a fight. I'm not going to fight you, but I'm not going to kowtow to you, and I'm not going to uh, have you bully me on my own program. You're way out of line, sir. You're way out of line. 888-874-4888. We have time for at least one more call, a good call, and... uh, you may want to take advantage of that. 888-874-4888. Ed from Queens, you're on the air. Hey, how you doing, you truth? <laughs> okay, Ed, how you doing? <laughs> uh, I'm all right. I I, uh, I got cut off when when you were in the in the midst of chastising that individual, which was well deserved, and uh, I hope he takes notice of it. Um, I just wanted to, what he was talking about, as far as Liz Cheney, uh, first of all, I just wanted to clarify, uh, Liz Cheney and seven other members of the Bush administration were indicted in 2012 in a Malaysian court, a Malaysian international court, by a five-judge tribunal that convicted the seven members, of, including Dick Cheney, of war, seven members of the, Bush, of the baby Bush administration of war crimes. They passed it on to the U.N.'s criminal court, but the U.N. criminal court never really took a view on it. That's why Dick Cheney can travel with impunity, because there has been no warrant issued for him. As far as his culpability of his daughter, to be honest with you, I'm not a fan of Liz Cheney, but I will give her this. She seems to be the only politician that is doing her job. As far as I'm not blindsided by uh, Donald Trump, but in my opinion, he is blatantly a treasonous dog. And she is the only one, Republican, Democrat, whatever you want to call it, she is the only one that has taken a moral stand, and I applaud her for that. Like I said, I'm not a fan of the Cheney family. I'm not a fan of her even. She's done some things that are specious and questionable, but you got to give credit where credit is due. And she and, and, and the chairman, Benny, they, they, they have been 
that's that's who Benny. I was trying to remember his yes. name, his well, last yes. name, Benny. Yes. Benny. They have been outstanding in presenting a case, and you know, I I will be personally outraged if the Justice Department doesn't put this man behind bars because they have presented a clear case for treason. I was in the service. Like, like in the love that you take an oath when you, when, when you enter into government service, whether it be the military, whether it be political, especially the highest office of the land, you take an oath. And if you don't want to take the oath and you don't want to, you don't want to play, don't want to play by the rules, then get out of the game. And this guy didn't want to play by the rules. So, I mean, I, I, I got no qualms against uh, Liz Cheney for what she's doing. I applaud her. I'm not a fan of her. There are some things that she has done, some decisions that she has made that I'm against. But you got to give credit where credit is due. So I hope, I hope, I hope they prosecute this guy to the full extent of the law. That's my hmm. opinion. How imminent do you think that is? It's a, it's a toss-up. I mean, I really can't say because, as I've said to you before, I don't believe that this government, that these are political entities really know what they're doing or how to operate. So it's a toss-up. I'm hoping that he does get criminally, criminally prosecuted and go to jail, but it's definitely a toss-up because I, I, I fear that if the midterms go the way they're going, this guy's a titular head of the Republican Party, like it or not. And as you stated, he, he's ran a shadow government to a certain extent from my office. Yes. And he hasn't been indicted. Oh, the, the Liz Cheney is the only one that called him on a carpet. And the rest of these cowards are not because they're afraid of losing their political uh, power and their political position. So as long as that continues, I don't see, I don't see any... I, I don't see any. I don't see him getting his comeuppance as long as this is allowed to prevail. Until these people get some testicular fortitude and really call this guy out for what he is, which is a, a treasonous dog and a criminal at large, we're, we're going to have. I'm, 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 I'm renewing my passport as we speak because if he goes, if this goes away, it looks like it might go. I'm, I'm acting Plan B and getting out of America. No doubt. You, do you recall that right as this it first occurred, this this whole blow up, I said that what we were looking at was sedition. Yes. And people didn't think that that was sedition. They just thought it was a it kind of animated, super animated protest. But that was sedition. Do you think at the time the president knew that if uh, the then president, I should say, knew that what he was doing was engaging in sedition? I, I believe he knew what he was doing was sedition, but I don't believe he understands or has the mental capability of understanding how serious a charge and what what sedition really means as far as pertaining to usurping the government. I think, I think he made a statement 
uh, at one of his rallies. He said, I could shoot somebody in Times Square and get away with it, mm-hmm. to, you know, or words to that effect. And I don't, he believes he believes that. If you look at his whole career, because I have been involved with this man. I, 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 like I said, I'm a, I'm a mechanic by trade, and I worked at Walden Rink when I was very young. My father got me a job there. And this was the first dalliance that Donald Trump had with real estate, to my knowledge, in New York City with a big project. And he screwed everybody to the point to where an electrician that I know that started a company lost his company due to the fact of outstanding debts that he took to take this wall and rink job for the prestige. And this guy screwed everybody on that job. I worked on that job. And from that point on, I knew he was full of garbage. So when he became president, not only I was outraged, I was totally disheartened with the political process because this man is a criminal. But that's how we know him in New York. We know him that way in New York. It's amazing that uh, the the country didn't know him or still in in large measure doesn't doesn't know him that way. Thank you so much. We've come to the end of our program today. Thank you all for contributing. And get better at it. Get better and better. Push yourselves to get better and better at presenting your point of view. Have a great weekend. 